Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 536. This is the show about the Xbox, gaming, and anything else we want to talk about. I am Rob, one of your hosts for this evening, also known as Presar on Xbox Live. And with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mr. Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. There you go, Wingman709. What's up, everybody? What up, what up? We are back after a little break of a lot of things going on and got some technical issues getting the show posted. Hopefully get those resolved here in the next couple of days and and get back on track with the regular releases. Nothing's ever easy, unfortunately. Just like getting this show going where Mixer was broken in the beginning. But uh, hopefully it's working now. If not, well... Always next show yeah. or something. Anyway, uh, this is uh episode 536. Stalled Xbox is the title, and we'll go into that a little bit more here in a little bit. Curious to see what that means, huh? I bet you are. A uh, couple quick announcements. First, you can listen to us live on Twitch Mixer. Sometimes, when it's not broken. And uh, YouTube on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. So, looks like we're going to be doing a little switcheroo with the show, moving from Sunday nights to Tuesday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And we'll see how that... makes no sense. This is Monday. Yes, this is Monday. (laughs) But... Transition day, right? Yes. So, you know, you can't like take that whole jump. You have to like move up towards it. So I'm just glad we didn't decide decide to go on Friday, right? Because then we would need to do a show on Monday, then one on Tuesday, then on Wednesday and keep stepping it forward. Exactly. There's a term for it with time servers. I forgot what it was, where it's smooth, smoothing, I think is is the term so we're smoothing the transition from uh last show to next week's show but uh look for us on tuesdays live 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central and 5 p.m pacific yeah so catch us for those on the west coast we can now be your tuesday afternoon commute yeah that's much better than I was actually thinking about that the other day, you know, where having an earlier show during the week is a l- little bit easier than, you know, Sunday night. Because Sunday night's tough for a lot of people. I mean, especially even for us <laughs> to record it when it's late. I remember, remember Brun? Yeah. Like we'd finish like at what? No, I don't remember him. No, I just, <laughs> no, like, but for him. Brun you speak of. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, for Brun, you know what? We'd finish like at one o'clock his time, and he has to get up at four for work. But anyway, we shall see. So um, there's that. Watch for us uh, moving to Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then also, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed on the show do not reflect those of Microsoft. 
So, uh, Mark, what have you been playing lately, if anything? Well, I, <laughs> I played a lot of the moving game. Uh, oh, that game sucks. So you need to find a new I, game. I know. Wait, did you get the moving battle pass? <laughs> I completed it. No, I didn't get the battle pass. I didn't get the DLC. No season pass. I just bought the basic <laughs> $60 moving game, and uh, I've already completed it. Uh, You've one K'd it? I, well, I've one K'd it, but I think there's, uh, for the completionist part, there might be a few side missions still to do. But, uh, you know, it's just one or two of those. Yeah, that, the moving game is done. So. Yeah, you're fading in and out, by the way. My voice? Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I, again, you oh, got to understand. Better, much better. Okay. The, the whole setup is uh, I moved, so it might take a week or two to tweak everything. I have to reposition everything. I'm sure my my box here next to me, all the switches probably got changed. I could sound like a robot right now. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to look at your little your little uh, microphone thing over there because yeah, it looks like it might be doing some stuff to it. So, the stream, right? Yeah, but at least I'm back. Yes, I moved in a, uh, Saturday, so. Which is why we didn't record last night. I was pretty wore out. So thank you, Rob, for mm-hmm. bumping. So not a and problem. My kids and I were playing Fortnite. So, but so that leads me into your question of what have I been playing? Um, I did get a few games of Gems of War, but it was pretty light. Um, I'll be back on that this week. But Fortnite is my jam, dude. Um, I can't believe how much I've taken to this game. <laughs> so. I joined the season nine. I joined week six. And I remember Rob week going, well, six. it's not worth it. It's not really worth it to buy the battle pass because it's already week six. And, you know, you probably won't get a lot of the stuff done. And, um, and I'm, but he's like, but on the, but on the side note, all the first six weeks of challenges will be open to you, you know, so, you know, you might still get a lot done. Well, it turns out I've hundred percented every week. I've done the Utopia, the, what was the one for the summertime? The um, uh, summer beach, challenge. Was it beach party, summer party, something like that? Something like that. Completed 100% that, 100% Utopia. I'm at 99% of the Fort Bites. I got one more to do. <laughs> um, yeah, so at, yeah. at 99%, there's 100 of them. So there's 99%, 100%. that means you got 99 of them. <laughs> That's correct. That's so, dedication. Uh, and I'm going to get that last one. So <laughs> it will depending be on how much time we have left. It will um, be mine. I, oh, yes. I don't know when this season officially ends because August they did the 1st. live event. I got till August 1st. Okay. Yeah. The season is about two weeks longer. Okay. Due to the all of Epic takes a two week vacation in the summer and in the winter. Okay. So this coincided with their vacation. So, this week will be two weeks, or this season, season nine, will be an extra two weeks. Okay, good, because I'm going to need it. <laughs> I got that one thing I got to do. 19 more top tens is all I need. But um, I'm having a lot of fun. My youngest is really hooked into it so much that it's all he talks about. Um, my daughter it will play. Uh, so on yesterday, 
my son was playing on his Switch, my daughter was playing on my Switch, and I was playing on the Xbox, and we were all in playing with your son. Yes. So it was, in fact, it was funny because we didn't want to do Team Rumble because uh, my youngest son and I are working on that last Fortnite. We, so we had to play duos, solos, or squads. So we had four people. Rob sitting there like, I want to play. And we're like, nope. <laughs> I just played some Save the World <laughs> while you guys so, were doing your stuff. Yeah. So, but now that was why um, yeah. I didn't want to kick my daughter off. So. Yeah. That time <laughs> is precious. It is. It is. So, so, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Okay. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, for me. Other than the mobile games, but I don't really yeah. talk about Yeah, I, I will jump into uh, two mobile games, actually, real quick. Just want to make mention of them. So Clash Royale, you know, we've mentioned this quite a bit in the past. And uh, Clash Royale came out with Pass Royale recently, I think about two weeks ago, where they did a whole bunch of updates to the game, and now... There's like a ladder that you have to climb to get trophies, which is the Pass Royale. And you get a ton or or to get uh, treasures and stuff like that, not trophies. And you get a ton of stuff, a ton of loot. You get these things called strikes where you can replace things in the chests. Out of, I don't know, the three and a half years that I've been playing that game, which is very unusual for me for a mobile game. Usually I lose interest fairly quickly. But this game had me hooked for three and a half years. And this update is literally like the best update that they've done to the game since day one. It's uh, it's breathed some new life into the game. And uh, I think a lot of people have been finding the whole Pass Royale thing a, a lot of fun. Uh, so kudos to Supercell for, for doing that. And then I wanted to mention another game that uh, my son kind of turned me on to. And it's the Asphalt series. Have, have you ever played those, Mark? No. So they're driving games. And I've tried driving games in the past. Okay. And they've just been so difficult because it's it's hard to steer on the screen. And uh, the game in particular is Asphalt 9 Legends. And it is... As far as a driving game goes, it's pretty freaking awesome. And the fact that it's on a phone and not a console is just amazes me. The graphics on it, I've got a Galaxy S9. And okay. it's totally smooth. It plays great. And I, I was just shocked. I mean, it if you like games like Forza Horizon, you'll probably love this game. It's not a serious game. It's very arcadey. And most important of all, it's not impossible to control. So in the past, when I've played games, they've basically been, you know, you have your brake and you have your accelerator on the right thumb and you're steering with the left. And and it's a mess. I mean, there's no feedback. There's, you know, you you don't know where you're positioning your thumbs if you're looking at the screen. I mean, it it was a mess. And what they've done with this game in terms of the actual driving, I think is is brilliant for a mobile experience or maybe even a tablet experience as well. I mean, they did something to actually make it playable, totally playable on a tablet or mobile phone format. And what they do 
is you have a special driving mode, which is enabled by default. You can go to the classic driving mode. You can, I, I, was, I forgot what it's called, like touch steering or something like that. But what the game does is you do not traditionally steer the game at all. So what you're doing is you're, you're basically playing with your thumbs at the bottom of the screen the left uh, controls steering where sometimes you get these things that pop up on the screen and you can swipe left or swipe right and the car automatically steers left or right. It's almost like it's as if it's on like, like, you know, like slot cars where they're on a track, almost sort of like that, but not quite. So um, you've got that. And then um, you can also, Oh, wait, I think I might have the control switch. But anyway, one of the thumbs, now I don't remember which it is now that I'm thinking about it, it's late. One of the thumbs um, controls nitro, and then the other one, you know, lets you do things like spin out and drift. Actually, I think the right one is the nitro, the left one is the drifting. So you tap the button, and then as you're going around the curve, the car automatically drifts. It still follows the curve. You double tap, and it does a spin out, and then as you're doing drifts and spin outs, you're recharging your nitro meter. And then you use your right button or right thumb to do the nitro, which speeds you up. There's like car flips. There's, you know, you go to place, you actually choose like where you want to go on the track sometimes. Like it might have you go, okay, go straight to go straight in the middle of the track, go left to pick up some nitro boosts and go right to go in one of those car flippy things where it kind of like barrel rolls you. And uh, the game is very playable. Like one race lasts, you know, like 30 seconds to a minute, if that. They're not super long. It's one of the things that I loved about um, Clash Royale was that the games were very short. So when you only had a couple minutes to play, you know, if you're waiting for something or just taking a break after lunch, you can get in there. You can play like a game or two in just a couple of minutes and you're gone. If there's not a huge time investment in this game and you get different cars, you unlock new cars and you level them up and it's a great experience. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I keep forgetting to play it. I got to put it on my home screen because yeah. I have it, uh, you know, buried in my launcher you know, alphabetically. So I need to put it on my home screen so I remember to play it. I'll probably make a folder with Clash Royale so that they're in there together. But uh, definitely check it out. Uh, we created a Justice Clan um, car club for that thing. So if anybody's been playing this game and you're so inclined, you might want to look us up. And, uh, you can actually get in the clan if you're on a different server. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's that same garbage like that Star Trek game, but I don't know. I already deleted that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of stopped playing that when that one lost its interest. But uh, yeah, Asphalt Nine Legends, uh, definitely interesting. If you like Forza Horizon, pretty good chance you like this thing too. And if you have a decent sized screen on a phone, you can probably play it pretty easy, and it'll definitely work on a tablet, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, Hawk is saying that Asphalt 9 is coming out on Switch, possibly, or it's coming out, but not yet on Switch. 
So yeah, they've got this thing on multiple formats then it appears. But yeah, Asphalt 9, very cool. And then uh, yeah, I did play some Fortnite along with Mark, which is which is pretty cool. I, I really enjoy us playing with our kids. That's cross-generational. Very, very cool. It's like the first game that we've actually been able to do that with. And uh, they had an event recently, which was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. I, I've missed a couple of events in the past, but uh, it's just nice to be able to experience it in-game and kind of like watch the uh, the thing as it as it happens. And this particular event had like a big monster fighting a big robot. And uh, very well done. Very well done on Epic's behalf. And then, uh, I don't know, getting uh, ready for season 10, both for Save the World and Fortnite. Lots of good stuff coming through. Yeah, Mark, uh, if you're going to be doing any Save the World, just so you know, there's only a couple days left of the birthday event. And uh, if you get the birthday tickets... Uh, within game, every thousand tickets lets you open a llama that has like guaranteed legendary schematics and or heroes that you do not have because it has uh, like this duplication protection built into it. So it's and these thing and these uh, schematics for weapons and traps and stuff like that or heroes are ones from events throughout the year. So it's a great way to get like super powerful weapons and uh, and heroes that you might have missed otherwise or that sometimes were in the store. Like there was this one weapon called a bundle bus. I missed it in the store. Actually, I didn't have enough money at the time. And uh, or the gold, not V-Bucks, but I didn't have enough gold in the game to get it, and then it left the store. And I was saving up my sci-fi tickets from earlier in the season just to open these up, and then I wound up opening 14 birthday llamas, and I got a bunch of good stuff. But uh, yeah, some Fortnite for me, and then there was something else that I think I played, but I don't remember what it is now. So... Yeah, that's about it uh, for what we've been playing then. And uh, a couple quick announcements before we move on into the roundtable. Uh, first of all, if uh, you'd like to support the show, a great way to do that is through Patreon. Our Patreon account is at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. It'll take you right to our page. And uh, you know it's not required, definitely appreciated. So if you get something out of the show for these from the show what for the past 10 years that we've been doing the show you know a great way is to so to show i'm getting all tongue twied tongue twied here uh a great way to support the show is uh through patreon definitely appreciate also send us a tip if you could at this xboxlife.com forward slash donate also subscribe to us on twitch mixer and youtube and if you're a youtube or a twitch prime um person if you have amazon prime if you tie it and you've hooked it up into twitch you have a twitch prime you can throw one free subscription to somebody uh per year or per month not per year uh and then uh thanks to fizz for uh 
subscribing to us uh, a little bit ago. Thank you so much. And then uh, here, let's get on with the round table. So you want to take the first one, Mark? Oh, yeah. So I don't know. This isn't not Xbox. Well, not Xbox related because freaking Switch exclusive, but where's my Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on Xbox? This, this is out on the Switch, and they're saying it's a Switch exclusive, so even PlayStation doesn't get this. Right. I'm sorry that's garbage because Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 did come out on Xbox and PlayStation, right? Games are popular because of us, and we're getting screwed again. Switch. I don't want to play that game on the Switch. Hey. Nothing against the Switch, okay? But I want the game on my Xbox. Why? I look angry. Actually, (laughs) you know, there is a way to get this game on your Xbox. Just take no, your Switch that, no, no, and lay it I on top of say. your Xbox. No. Oh, I thought you were going to say put the HDMI in to the in on the Xbox One and then play it through there. That was the doesn't second thing count. I was going to say. It doesn't count that way. So, it does work. I, I want a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Xbox and a PlayStation. It's not fair. Anyways, I'm just whining and crying about that. Um, and my next thing is again is going to be complaining. Um, it's this one's definitely not Xbox related, even though you can watch it on Xbox. So I moved, and I've got Amazon Prime, so I get the Amazon Instant Videos. I got Netflix. I really was like the cable company wanted a hundred dollars, over a hundred dollars, just for cable TV. Thumbs down. And I'm like, what? Like, and all I really wanted was like one Yuck. channel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the news station that I tend to It's watch. not worth it. And I'm like, paying $100 for that. So, well, Hulu has Hulu with live TV, and it's like $45 a month. And I'm like, well, I could try it. So I'm in my free trial week with the TV one. You only get one week free. With, without the TV, you get like a month free. But here's, here's my frustration. Like, I'm paying for Hulu, and I get the live TV that you would see ads. I get that. But why am I seeing ads, like four-minute-long ads, when I'm paying all that money to Hulu for the non-live TV content? Like, this just doesn't make sense. And I was reading online earlier, and people that are paying for the no-ads version of Hulu are getting the same four-minute blocks of ads like multiple times in a one-hour show. Yep. It's like, wait a minute. We're, we're paying to remove the ads, and you're still streaming ads. Like, I don't get it. And if anybody out there listening to this has any inkling or understanding, because I'm, I'm brand new to Hulu, I'm really not sure if I'm going to stick with it because it's a little frustrating. Like, why is there all these? I guess I'm so used to Netflix. There's not a single ad on Netflix. You know, you just watch your show. That's yeah, you get spoiled. That's what I want. Yeah. So I don't get this. Why is Hulu so popular? And what's the draw when you're paying for no ads and you get ads? Again, I understand ads in the live TV. I'm watching the live TV stream and I get that. But when I'm watching season one, episode one of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'm watching the, you know, and I have to watch ads several times in this 20 minute show 
that I'm not used to on Netflix, like I don't see it. I don't think Hulu's worth paying for. I really don't. So I don't get that. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so if anyone wants to reach out and tell me what I'm missing and why Hulu is worth it, I'd really like to hear some thoughts or opinions. So I'll probably post up on our Facebook group uh, that question and just see what people say. Because uh, I went through their exclusive content. Not one show looked interesting to me at all. Like Netflix has a ton of good stuff. You know, even yeah. Amazon Prime mm-hmm. has a few that are interesting. Um, Hulu didn't seem to have anything that was of interest on their exclusive. So I don't know. Yeah, I think there's, I, I really can't think of anything on Hulu that was that great, at least uh, out of all the stuff that I've watched. I know that they're picking up with the Orville. I, I saw that today. Yeah. I do like that show. But, you know, it's one of those things of just, you know, wait to until the show comes out or something like that. Just maybe it'll come out all at once. Who knows? Wait until it comes out and do a trial, just binge it, and then <laughs> then shut down your trial after you just en- get enraged from watching or, all the commercials. Or I might as well just get it like like the cheap version if I'm going to have to watch commercials. But why are you paying for it, period? If you're still watching commercials, exactly. Even their, even their ad-supported one costs you money. Like this doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, there's something weird with. Uh, I've got YouTube TV, and there's something weird about it. And I really hadn't been watching it a whole lot until recently. And then I started watching uh, uh, Big Brother not too long ago, and there was a couple episodes that I did uh, video on demand. Because uh, I wasn't recording them initially. And the thing that was really funky was that, so they had the show, it was video on demand, you could watch it for a certain amount of time, but they inserted commercials into the commercial spots, okay? So it wasn't the original commercials that were, let's say, aired here in, in the Chicago area. It wasn't those commercials. It was some commercials that you wind up seeing like six times in an hour's show. It just repeated them over and over and over. And from what I gathered, I I did a little bit of research into it. It has something to do with the contract. So like Big Brothers on CBS. So it has something to do with their contract with CBS. I don't know if maybe... It's something that CBS forces on them because apparently there's other channels that don't have this. And, and the funky thing too, is you can't skip the commercials. Yeah. So it's you're, like, you're locked into like a two, three, four minute time frame of just sitting through these and it sucks. Yeah. It kind of beats the purpose of cutting the cable. Yeah. You can skip the crap. I can, I can record. I mean, I'm at that point, you know, they're like, I'm already paying $45. Then I guess on Hulu, you could spend another $10 to skip commercials. But it's like, if I'm paying that kind of money for a streaming service, why are the commercials there on pre-recorded content? You know, it, sure. it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't have this at all at Netflix. So, and I'm only paying $16 for Netflix. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this makes Netflix like a huge bargain. I'm like, wow, right, right. sweet. The heck with Hulu. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. It, it seems, uh, it really seems to make no sense. And I'm surprised that people are sticking with this because I just can't justify even the $45 if I have to sit and watch commercials anyways. No. It's yeah. Like, this is dumb. You know, it, it, it seems, it, it seems like it's a premium, but it's really not, you know, it, it's not a premium when I'm yeah. stuck watching ads, but it's still cheaper than getting rid of them. It's still cheaper than Comcast or DirecTV or whoever. But but you don't get all those same stations either. You know, you're getting a select few. Yeah, but how there many? There really is not that many on there. But yeah, it's nice that you can flip them on and watch it. But I, again, I the live TV, I don't mind watching a commercial. Live sure. TV, I'm getting their stream. Yeah, especially when it, live TV is like background noise. Yeah. It's outside of that that I have a problem, and there's a lot of ads. And I've also, like, they carry a show. There was a show called Two Broke Girls. Um, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this one. It might be funny. And it's like, you can only watch the current season. Like, well, I'm not going to start in season five or whatever it is. Why isn't season one on here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. Like I don't. I guess maybe I don't understand Hulu. It's or I'm coming into it thinking of it as Netflix, and that's not what it is. Because on Netflix, when they have a show on there, every season's there with no commercials. So it's just like, all right, I'm not going to sit and watch a 20 minute sitcom on Hulu and start in season three or four and not see the first three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit there and watch a 20-minute show that has 15 minutes of ads on top. Like, no, I'm not paying for that. Hulu's going to lose my business right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it's not Xbox-related, but I know it's a tech thing, and, you know. And a lot of us do this cord-cutting stuff, or at least try it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got rid of uh, DirecTV. So I started with direct TV in 1994, when I worked at circuit city, uh, my receiver was like one of the first 10 that our store sold. So I, I mean, I got it right in the beginning and I was with them in the old days when it was direct TV and USB, uh, the two companies, and then they merged and then continued, you know, through the whole HD thing. And, you know, in the end, during that entire time, I watched maybe half a dozen shows, or not shows, channels, on a regular basis. A lot of stuff I didn't watch. You know, I had my Discovery Channel, what, Science Channel, History Channel. That's all I really went through. There was a couple other channels that I would go here and there, but yeah. no, that was really about it. And, you know, paying 100 plus bucks for something where it's like now we're so busy maybe playing Fortnite, I don't know. But, you know, we're so busy yeah. with so many things, and, you know, it's like, who watches TV live anymore? I mean, I don't have time to watch TV live. If if I watch it, I'll watch a show. If, if I finish it in one sitting, it's amazing. Usually it's just like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like you watch 15 minutes, and then either you fall asleep or you got to do something else. You come back and continue it. Worst case, it's a couple years later. Yeah, just today I was watching a movie um, on Netflix and 
I think I stopped and started it probably a dozen times <laughs> throughout the day. You know, I take a break, I'll go in there and I'll sit down and watch it mm-hmm. a few minutes or have lunch and, you know, watch a half hour of the movie and stop it, go back to, you know, take yeah. a quote smoke break and go watch another 15 minutes. <laughs> sure. It's just like, yeah, I don't even, I can't even like have the attention span anymore to sit down and watch a whole TV show. Yeah. And so I certainly, when I do, I just want the show. I don't want it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to Xbox. <laughs> Sorry to derail us. Yes. Oh. I enjoyed right it. I had to get some rants in. I yeah. had to get some rants in. Those are minor rants. Oh, I should have played the, the song. We might have to put the, the wingman's rant section back. Yeah. Oh, you did it out of order. I did. It's oh. not, well, it's not even there anymore. Yeah. I took it out <laughs> when Is I left. <laughs> we'll have to put it back that in. That was purely an accident, actually, if I did that. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. Um, so, moving on. Uh, one thing I, I found that was kind of interesting was there's an article in VentureBeat. Uh, a couple of days ago, it talked about the current generation consoles, and it was titled "Xbox One Sales Have Slowed to a Crawl as the Current Generation Wanes." And you know, I was kind of surprised to see this thing, and I was like, "Well, you know, it, it seemed like they had a lot of, at least Xbox had a lot of momentum recently, you know, with Game Pass I and all the one. services. Yeah, you know, they're coming the Fortnite console recently, right?" <laughs> You know, and you know, a lot of stuff is positive, but you know, I'm I'm looking at these people as let's sort of like being outsiders, these people that are, that are writing it. And it's like, do they have a different perspective on things? You know, are we so caught up in the hype? Because you know, I watch the, the or I listen to the Major Nelson podcast. Uh, I watch uh, you know Inside Xbox, and there's a lot of hype in there in in both of those. Yeah. And, you know, they're always talking up the games and, and stuff. And I, I know that's that's their thing. That's what they're supposed to do. That's their job. But, you know, I, I, this definitely piqued my interest. So I, I thought I'd read a little bit uh, of this story here on the show. So um, it starts off saying, we are at the end of a video game console generation. And you can see it in Microsoft's quarterly earnings report. The company revealed that its gaming revenue was down 10% during Q4 of its fiscal 2019, and it points to Xbox One hardware sales as a bulk of the decline. Microsoft's gaming division generated $233 million less than in the same period last year. The 10% decline came primarily from a 48% drop in revenues from, hard, from hardware. Microsoft said that this was due to selling fewer Xbox Ones, but it also saw a drop in revenue from games. Xbox software and services declined 3%, um, and that was offset in part by subscription growth. Right. And um, uh, that's all Microsoft uh, said about its gaming performance, but we can use some context to unwrangle what's happening. So, you know, taking a step away from this real quick. So if there's a decline in hardware, 
Okay, I get that. I mean, this generation's been out for a while, right? 2013, that's almost six years ago, five and a half years ago that it came out. Yeah, 2013, November. Six years, the Xbox? Xbox One, yeah. Like it's been that long. Yeah, time time flies, right? That's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, largely the console has been the same for over six years. Xbox One X, yeah, you know, improved 4K, but, you know, it's still largely the same. And, you know, at some point, all the people that are going to buy it have them. And, you know, you're getting replacement copies, you're getting additional, not replacement copies, but a replacement hardware or stuff that goes bad or people want to upgrade or you, you know, somebody like you who just picked up a new console. It's for something to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, at some point you're going to get saturated, right? And, and you need a hardware switch out or something. And, and also I was kind of wondering, it's like, you know, can there be something in this with people knowing that there's a new generation coming out just around the corner, right? You know, if, if people are, you know, needing to like budget and save up, they might say, Hey, you know, I'm going to hold on to my original Xbox one, you know, day one edition that I bought five, six years ago. I'll hang on to that because there's a new system coming out next year i might save up for it well it's like why am i going to get an all digital why am i going to get an s right now i'll just wait who knows or even all that talk for the past year that we've heard about scarlet and you know streaming and you know what's going to happen with that you know it very well could be people just waiting but uh they continue on here and they say the current console generation is coming to an end and while people still want to play games few people are looking to purchase a new Xbox One and even a PlayStation 4. At this point, the most fervent gaming fans have already made their hardware purchases. They are now looking forward to buying a Nintendo Switch or they're saving up to get the next generation of consoles. So that's kind of like what I was saying. Microsoft confirmed that the next Xbox, codenamed Project Scarlet, is launching holiday 2020. The PlayStation 5 is likely going to debut around the same time. But Xbox One hardware is likely selling slower compared to last year because of Fortnite. Throughout 2018, Fortnite helped sell a lot of consoles for players who wanted to get online with their friends but didn't want to settle for playing on a smartphone. While Fortnite is still extremely popular, along with games like Apex Legends, many players have already made their hardware purchase. The rush is over. And the Fortnite fervor is dying down. Or fervor dying down is likely also one of the reasons that Microsoft's software revenues are down. The company gets 30% of every digital transaction through its store, and Microsoft noted that the comparison to last year was down because of a third-party title. Hmm. That game is likely Fortnite. But the company did note an increase in subscription revenue. It spent most of E3 trying to convince fans to get into its Game Pass service, which is like a Netflix for games. I guess that could be argued. That pitch is apparently working, although it likely won't see a huge increase in revenue from that for some time. And 
Um, then they talk a little bit about uh, games with gold, or not games with gold, Xbox Live Gold, and so forth. And they finish up with, for now, however, Microsoft's gaming revenue is probably going to continue looking grim. So that was kind of interesting, where a game like Fortnite cut into the revenues. Did you ever think that could happen, Mark? Because, you know, previously, you didn't get people that, like, spent two years playing the same game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, kind of something new that we're not used to seeing in the past. Yeah. You know, people were always looking forward to the, well, you know, new hotness. And, and here, it's like the new hotness is the new season. I think, like, World of Warcraft... Yeah. Could be one of those that took people, you know, there's been games, but they've been on the PC. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that, you know, Call of Duty, I think, has done it because a lot of people will play that, like they're their only game, you know. But yeah, I think Fortnite and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Apex Legends, these types of things, people are just like, boom, that's it. Paladins, I think, is one. And that's, a, you know, especially the free to play games. They, you buy a console pretty inexpensive. And if you love the game enough, then don't need to buy any more games you're not buying any more new hardware because you already have what you want for several years Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah and it's been out for a long time i mean what consoles used to be five years and they came out now we're three six ten years nine ten years before we got a new one this one's gonna go what seven years i guess before we get a new one you know they're stretching the life of it out so we're kind of in almost uncharted territory as to what sales are like after six or seven years. Yeah. I don't really think it's a decline negatively. It's just the natural cycle. Yep. But that doesn't make for an exciting news story. Yeah. And uh, to further continue the grim news, (laughs) this is not the happy show, I guess. Um, Windows Central, which uh, posts a lot of Microsoft-centric news, Hence the name Windows Central. It has nothing to do with the windows on your house. But uh, they posted uh, a story called Is the Console War Over for Xbox? Whoa. So this, yes, also, this also came out around the same time. Um, and they said the runaway success of PS4 coupled with the rise of the Nintendo Switch makes Xbox's chances for the future look daunting. However, the fight is not over. Not over. Or it's far from over. And uh, I'll read a little section from this. It says, in a lot of ways, it looks like the console war is over for Microsoft, particularly when you look at contemporary metrics. Microsoft doesn't share console sales figures anymore. Wonder why. Instead, opting to focus on sharing engagement figures with its shareholders. But best estimates estimates put xbox console sales around the 35 to 40 million units mark conversely the nintendo switch is also poised to surpass the xbox one if it hasn't already despite only being on sale for a fraction of the time this holiday season it seems all but inevitable for the switch to outpace xbox two and of course ps4 is around the 100 million mark totally dwarfing the xbox one install base I mean, that's all pretty much stuff that we've heard in the past. Transition to next gen is coming with Scarlet, uh, Xbox Scarlet and the P4 
PS5 gearing up for a big reveal next year, most likely. And by all accounts, at first glance, it looks like Sony is poised to come sprinting out of the gate, capitalizing on the success they've found through this generation. An IGN poll, okay, everybody's on the edge of their seats, right? IGN, and which way they're going to swing. An IGN poll of 40,000 readers shows that the majority of gamers are most interested in Sony's next-generation system, beating out Microsoft and Nintendo. There's no reason to think that this isn't the case with the wider market too, or is it? Let's take a look at how Microsoft is looking to change the rules of engagement for the next-gen console war and ultimately why Microsoft is pushing hard to take Xbox beyond the box. So that's a very good uh, analysis right there. You know, if, if there's a slump, right, for the console hardware sales, you don't keep trying to beat a dead horse, right? You expand into new things. Maybe there you have a chance. So they had some um, interesting metrics over here. In 2010, Americans, so this is not global, but just Americans, Americans spent $17.5 billion on video games. That's a lot. Two or three bucks. Last year, in 2018, they spent $35.8 billion. A lot of McNuggets. Yeah, and I've heard that this is actually uh, more than like the movie industry. Yeah. So games are a thing. Games are definitely a thing. Um, and then, let's see, in the global games market for 2019, 2019 total is 152 billion globally, and console games are 47.9 billion, so close to 50 billion globally. And then everything else is between browser. PC games, smartphone, and tablet. So console games are actually second to smartphone games of 55 billion. So that's interesting. That's a lot of, uh, what's that candy game? Can't think of the name right now. Candy Crush? Yeah, Candy Crush. Yeah, so it's a lot of Candy Crush coins, gems, or whatever it is that people buy for that. Yeah. Do people still play that? I think it's still popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. So, um... Ox's Xbox needs VR, but I, I still disagree with that. Yeah. I, I, think, don't, I don't even think Sony's VR. Everybody I know that's gotten one played it, like, once or twice, and that's it. Yeah, VR is... It's almost like a... You know, at first it was a curiosity for a lot of people. I think Sony definitely did it right. You know, I think... You know, obviously, you know, Oculus and Vive and stuff. I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job too. But the thing is, it's like people aren't rushing out there to buy that stuff. Right. I mean, I've got a Gear VR. I've got the original one and I've got the newer one for the newer phones. I mean, it works nice, but, you know, it's, I mean, there isn't too huge of a compelling reason to go back to it. Yeah, and, and Mark, you need to talk into the mic. <laughs> I am. Um, I saw it. Sorry, yeah. Hawk. Uh, 
I need to put Clash Royale down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's all Rob's fault. Did you get the battle? Um, did you get the pass royale? You got to get the pass royale. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let me put it put it down because that's not fair. Um, I already forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> was there a question? <laughs> I already got sidetracked. You got sidetracked because you got busted. VR. Um, yeah, we're talking VR and the different I, I systems. Don't, I don't like putting stuff on my head. Like, even when I'm playing, like right now, having the headset on bothers me. Like, I hate, like, I like the cheap packing headset that Microsoft has as opposed to my expensive headsets that I use. Really? Yeah, you like because the, after a while, it's like, it makes my head hot and then I start to sweat around my ears. That sounds like a personal problem. Well, it is. You know, I got a big old fat head, so <laughs> it's squeezing my melon. But um, I, I actually just prefer stuff that's not obtrusive or stuff that you don't realize it's there, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't want a VR headset on. I don't even like 3D glasses and crap like that. It's just like, don't make me add peripherals. That's why I, I don't think Xbox needs it. And I don't think that even if they had it, I don't think they'd sell millions of more. Um, I, I just don't see that it would. You know, yeah. I guess maybe in the next one, maybe it'll be there just because it has to, because everyone else has it. But it's not, is it really selling? Is it making any money? No, it's a checkbox. We have it. So, yeah, you know, and with, I'll call it the disaster that they had with the Connect. Yes. You know, which can- I don't even have plugged in now. I, right. when I moved, I didn't even connect it. I didn't even connect the Connect mm-hmm. it, it, because I, all I did was I was like, you know, Xbox on and, you know, and take the screenshots. It's about the only thing it would do. When I would say turn volume up or down or pause or turn off, it would ignore me like my children, you know. So I'm like, forget you. I'm just unplugging you. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't even have that anymore. So I'd rather just focus on good gaming experiences, good connectivity, you know, just that type of stuff, putting the money into studios for exclusives and stuff like that, I think is more important than VR, but mm-hmm. I know people like it. Hawk likes it too. And, sure, you know, yeah. I'm definitely not knocking it. It's just not something that myself that I enjoy. Uh, again, it's just, it's a personal thing, but I still don't see VR really taking off. Uh, I did think about trying one of those Oculus. Um, what's the new one they just put out? go is that the one no it's not go it's um it's a different one but it's completely wireless completely portable. oh self-contained that one but it's um yeah Oculus i know what you're talking or about. something or i don't know i'll look it up but i i did think about it but i'm like man it's still like 500 bucks and i just don't want to put something on my head you know that's going to take me i don't know i don't like that idea sure the quest the oculus quest I think that's it. I get it. And the the one yeah, thing it's like 400 bucks. So it's like a, probably a really good entry level. You can get it for 400 bucks for 64 gig and you don't need a PC or anything like can that. Can you use it on a submarine? Probably. <laughs> Just got to ask. Yeah. All right. That was Not an important that. question six no. years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago, whenever that was. All right. But uh, Eric, again, back to this thing. Uh, if we look at the breakdown 
by platform right now, the Xbox represents just a fraction of the console portion of the pie chart. What a huge difference from the 360 time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the industry as a whole, what? That initial price tag, $100 more expensive, really hurt them. You can't come out more expensive than your competitor and, and, and actually not provide anything because they forced you into the connect and then took the connect requirements away like they they put on there it was, where every game was yeah. connected at the end of the 360 you know then the new one comes out they give it to you and then nothing uses it and then we find out that the console's not even as powerful as the one that's a hundred dollars cheaper i mean that was the big problem and if they haven't figured that out then the next the next Xbox is going to be hurting as well. Mm-hmm. They come out more expensive, or they try to slap VR in it and force you to take it, or they come out with a new Connect and try to make you pay for it. You know, it's it's gonna backfire. Yeah, that's why I think the streaming is. I think that if they can come out with a Chromecast or Fire TV type of stick, and they can make their cloud work, then that's where I think they will see a big growth. But it's got to be inexpensive to get in to do that. Right. Don't charge $100 for a freaking stick. You can give those things away because the people, if they want to, because once they use it, they're tied into your ecosystem with that. And anything they purchase is going to go to you. Yeah. You know, you don't have to even. So they could give those freaking things away and just expand their audience massively. And that could be the deciding factor of users. And again, getting away from console sales, you don't have to worry about that because now it's like they're all looking at users. Well, now you want to get the people in the ecosystem. Make those little Fire TV sticks or Chromecast that are xCloud. Give them away. People will pay for the cloud service or whatever you're going to do. And you're going to have subscribers every month. Free hardware. Yeah. But it's got to work, too. Yep. Oh, so in uh, in interviews, Microsoft is pretty transparent about its ambitions. And uh, there was an interview with Phil Spencer. It says, I don't need to sell any specific version of a console in order for us to reach our business goals. The business isn't how many consoles you sell. The business is how many players are playing the games that they buy, how they play. So if somebody bought an original Xbox One from us on launch day and they're buying and playing games, I don't need to sell them an S. I don't need to sell them an X. If they want to stay on the Xbox One they have and stay as a great member of our community or subscribe to Game Pass, that's a great business for us. I think it's easy from the outside to judge the health of our business and around how many consoles any company sells. In the end, how many subscribers you have to something like Game Pass, how many games people are buying, those are much better metrics on the health of the business. So that's an interesting perspective, right? Because technically, if you have an Xbox, right, you're in the ecosystem. Do you need multiple? You still there? Yeah, I'm... Oh debating <laughs> pondering yeah i don't know I, I, I don't know i don't know i have no answer yeah what do i know 
And then they further talk about uh, using digital to lock people into an ecosystem. And uh, they finish it off. Uh, Microsoft may be well-positioned with its massive data centers and control of Windows as a platform, but its horizontal expanse to PC and mobile phones isn't necessarily a guaranteed success story. It depends on how well Project xCloud works at scale, with millions rather than dozens accessing the service. It depends if Microsoft can convince enough developers to license its content for streaming con- for cloud streaming. It depends if Microsoft's revenue model for xCloud is consumer-friendly. More than anything, it depends on whether or not consumers, particularly in the West, actually have an appetite for core games on their phones, tablets, and low-end PCs. So there's a massive opportunity for Redmond owing to its uh, early investments in the Azure cloud where a future majority of Xbox users may live. And uh, for Xbox, the console war is far from over. So I guess, what, in the end, you look at this thing and then you see that, hey, it's not that things are slowing, it's just that they're changing, right? You got to change with the times. And that's an interesting analysis, right? What does it mean to sell consoles, right? I, I don't think it's going to matter anymore. Saying it's, yeah. it's not about you can give the sticks away, and it's about your user base. It's about subscription. Everything is based on subscriptions. So, you know, that's where you're going to win. Mm-hmm. The amount of customers you have. Not about how much hardware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is changing. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. You know, and Microsoft has gone that route, and obviously we all know it's because they're losing. So you don't want to give losing numbers. But on on the PR side, we could say that Microsoft's ahead of the time because they know where the future's going, and it's about users. It's all about the spin. So that's what the numbers that they're presenting. (laughs) Spin it. Spin it good. (laughs) That's how you spin a record. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that industry yes. talk. It's especially when it's the not not super hypey positive. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, there's an interesting thing here about uh, this game called Fortnite. I think we've only talked about it 50 times in the past. Never heard. Of I don't know half hour. But uh, Epic Games announced a tournament for Xbox One players only. There's your chance. Yeah. Get in on the million dollar prize for this thing. So uh, they announced this, um, I don't know, last week? During the week, when was that? They announced it on Thursday. Sure. They announced it on Thursday last week. It's called the Fortnite Xbox Cup. Um, So the qualifiers were held this past weekend, and then finals are going to be on, oh, I guess that was last week. I thought it was going to be the following week. But anyway, uh, participants had uh, to have an Xbox Live Gold subscription to take part, of course. You have to have an active account on Fortnite. And um, the prize pool for this thing was $1 million. So that is quite the prize pool. You know, there's there's been prize pools in the past. You know what? 
10, 25, 50 grand. And now we're in the million dollar range. That's just nuts. So if anybody doesn't uh, acknowledge that esports are here, they're here. And this just isn't a contest. These things are going on all the time. Okay. And then uh, I guess this also applies to Fortnite also. I don't know, I don't know if it's coincidence or not. Because uh, I think we did talk about changing the show's name to this Fortnite life. But anyway, um, the Psychology of Video Games had an interesting article on the psychology of the Battle Pass. So, and I think this applies to many games that have some kind of Battle Pass or whatever you want to call it. You know, because we've got it on um, Apex Legends and, and various other games, right? So uh, what they said is, I'm just talking about the psychology of the battle pass, Mark. Okay. So as with anything, you know, any of these mobile games, they try to hook you, right? There's that, what what was it called? Skinner box, the compulsion to keep coming back, how they kind of give you little rewards, you know, like, uh, you know, the hamster getting his little nugget. Uh, every once in a while or whatever but uh that's us yes yes so um i haven't read anything from these guys in a long time psychology of video games but uh i I figure we're due (laughs) so because i haven't read enough on on the show but there's not a whole lot on this article it says fortnite published by epic games can be a bit confusing to outside observers which basically means parents, Uh, partially because it features giant banana people slapping their rickety wooden towers and sniping opponents from three time zones away and then dancing about it. But also because for a free game, Fortnite makes an awful lot of money. According to one analysis by TechCrunch, Epic Games made Three billion in profit by the end of 2018, and much of that is attributed to this free-to-play behemoth. How? The answer, of course, is the game's battle pass. Instead of selling the whole game or relying on oft-despised mechanics like loot boxes, nobody likes loot boxes. <laughs> no way. Fortnite lets players purchase a limited-time keyword battle pass. For about $10 or your local equivalent, as they play matches, win or lose, these players level up their battle pass, thus earn progress towards unlocking various rewards. These prizes include skins, avatars, visual effects, and other cosmetics that have no impact on the gameplay, but make players look cool. Leveling, yes, leveling up a pass takes between 75 and 150 hours. You can give Epic some money and unlock great chunks of the rewards, or you can give them uh, money to unlock the rewards at once. Given how lucrative the Battle Pass is, it may not surprise you to hear that there's some subtle and effective tricks of psychology behind how it's structured and how it's presented. Let's review just three of them. So, Mark, let's see if you fall into this. If, into any no, of these. Of course not. <laughs> so, number one, the principle of progress. This one hooks me. 
I, I can say right now, it's Gami. Uh, actually, any game that does this. Uh, in their 2011 book, The Progress Principle, Using Small Wins to Ignite Joy, Engagement, and Creativity at Work, uh, two psychologists uh, had hundreds uh, from different companies complete over 12,000 daily entries about how their workday uh, was going. The short version of the results is that employees were most excited about and engaged with their work on days where they felt like they were making some progress, any progress towards meaningful work. Those were the days that they were most motivated to keep plugging away. This is in line with decades of research on goal setting and motivation, showing that simply feeling that you're making measurable progress towards a distant goal motivates people to persist and keep trying. If you never get specific feedback about your progress, you're likely to stall out or adopt another goal. Like many video games, Fortnite has been engineered to give specific, useful, and motivating feedback about progress towards goals. You can see exactly how close you are to unlocking each battle pass here and what you will get when you close that gap. Players also get in-game notifications when they're complete or make progress towards goals and challenges, which go a long way towards rewards. Also, critically, some amount of meaningful progress happens every match, no matter where you place. Surely, you get more Battle Pass progress if you win, but even losses earn you some progress, and that's motivating. So, so what do you think about that, Mark? Do you feel that in, in games, just seeing, well, like using Fortnite, just saying it's like, oh, you opened four of seven chests in this area. Do you, do you feel that motivating? Like, yes. let me get a couple more. Yes. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Cause then it, it's interesting. And I, it turns, it turns, I think that's one thing I like about Fortnite is I've gone in and it's like, I'm going after challenges. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm not caring about eliminations. I don't care. It's like that's why I like to play Team Rumble because I can go in and just focus on challenges and not even worry about killing people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it adds a new dimension. I miss like a meta game to the, the formula, and it gives you something else to. It's it. That's what I think is so interesting about this is, this Fortnite game. Is I like to save the world and I do enjoy it. Um, I played a lot of it first came out and uh, never really got into the battle royale part and uh, it there's more than just running around killing people that's what you know apex legends uh let me back up player PUBG. i liked to watch but i it didn't translate to the piece or to the console very well in my opinion inventory is really hard on it and i just never good at that game but it was really fun to watch people Fortnite was fun, but I didn't care for the building aspect of it. Man, these people are so good. I don't know how they're building so fast and and, and killing and shooting at the same time. It's like, but, you know, there's some really good people, so I never really got into it. And then Apex Legends was, I don't know, that one I got into and I really liked. Uh, but then I got came back to Fortnite 9, really got into the... the battle royale because 
And I really believe it's a couple factors. Number one, my kid, my youngest, loves it. And I'm playing with him. And he's like telling me all about stuff. Shared experience. And it's this bonding thing that him and I were just like, wow, you know, um, it's just we can have fun together. And it's been a great experience. But outside of that, like you said, the little, oh, you doing these challenges, there's there's daily challenges and there's weekly challenges and then there's the summer event and then sport bite things. And it's like, I don't really need, there's no reward to get the, the, the last one, but I want it completed. You like want to see me, done on all of them. Getting that last one and saying I got all hundred will be super satisfying. And it's going to kill me if I'm stuck at 99 and this thing ends. So thankfully, I got a week left and I can get another 90, 19 more top 10s. Yeah. I can get it. And, you know, um, and when you unlock these, so there's a photo or there's a picture. Yes. And there's, these things, these there's like 100 squares, rectangles, blocking out parts of the picture. So as you unlock these, it exposes more of the picture. So yep. how would it be if your picture has one rectangle on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> be a permanent reminder of failure. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's those little it's like and what I really like about Fortnite is the challenges are not there's a lot. I mean there's a lot of challenges, but not a single one have I found to be super difficult. No. No. Which I like. It's like make them you know, it's something that keeps you coming back week after week. Well, I, you know what? I, I take that back. There is one that was difficult, and that was getting three kills in Paradise Palms or Pleasant Park. <laughs> that one was extremely one, difficult. It's not in one match, though. No, I actually got all three in one match. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, see, but it's, it's, luck, it's I was been like, totally oh, lucky. there's one. So you yeah. might take you rounds, but again, it's, it's not like, oh, you got to get, you know, I, I think back to who I think it was. Yeah, the second game where they decided, oh, people were just sitting there doing headshots to get their achievement, right? So then they made the Gears 2. They said only one headshot per match will count achievement no matter how many headshots you got, which I thought was really stupid. You know, they're, they're making it, like, so impossible. Like, it's already a hard thing. Um, this game, what I like about it is if you put the time in, they're not really that hard. It's not something that, you know, I kind of suck at games. I love playing them. But this is, and maybe because it is geared to audience, I don't know. Maybe maybe other seasons have had stuff that's been really hard to get. But uh, in Season 9, it's I found it to be, wow, I've gotten all this. And because I've been able to do that, I'm really excited for the next season. I want to get this last thing done with bite, but then I'm like, okay, boom, let's go. I'm ready to do, and I want to start because now I'm kind of like, okay, there's nothing to do but try to get top ten. It's like I'm down to one thing, except for the daily challenge, <laughs> and it's almost like, oh, this game's kind of boring now because all you do is run around and shoot people now. <laughs> oh, who wants to do that? You know, you're playing the base game now on all that all that challenge. All that fun stuff is now gone because it's the end of the season. Yeah. It plays a huge part. Sure. Yeah, Hawk said in the chat that uh, 
the thing with making progress is the reason why achievements are so popular, right? That's that little award reward, especially hearing that, you know, bing or the, uh, I forgot what it's called. Was that the, the diamond achievement or something? Those really rare ones. The rare ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a regular achievement's nice, but Ooh, it's, it's the rare achievements. I did something super special. (laughs) Half the time, it's like, I don't know what I just did, but. What's interesting about Fortnite yeah. is, like, I don't even care about it. It's like, I'm not getting any achievements. I don't think there's any achievements for Battle Royale. They're all for Save the World. I don't even care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about unlocking skins, dances. And it's weird how this game, um, like, I look at every day I go in the item shop. Like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I want that dance move. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, but there's so many of them. I'm like, ten bucks for that skin, or it's ten bucks for that dance move. Oh, what the heck? And I buy it anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like afterwards, it's like I just paid ten dollars for that stupid dance move. <laughs> but it's fun to get in the game and do it. I don't know what it is. It's just it's I don't know game has hooked me and i'm having a lot of fun yes little things going it's there in In the end that though that's what's important right in the end i'm having fun that's what matters yes exactly even at the cost of a goofy skin psychologist psychologist probably designed this oh absolutely they they don't do this stuff without you know, without consultation and planning, it's it's all done on purpose. Okay. So the next section, uh, number two. So the first one was the principle of progress. The next one is endowed progress. Sticking with the concept of progress, there's often a related psychological phenomenon at work in the battle pass. Ever gotten one of those consumer loyalty cards or apps that promise that if you buy six sandwiches or whatever, yeah. you'll get the seventh free? And ever notice how they get you started with one free stamp or 10,000 burrito bucks? And you think, well, I'm part way towards the reward. I guess I'll come back for lunch tomorrow, right? Yep. <laughs> I've actually read about this uh, in, in other things. Um, this is on purpose because there was something about, well, may, maybe it's talked about here. Let me, let me just finish this paragraph just so I don't spoil it here. But, uh, this is something called the endowed progress effect. We tend to want to complete goals. We feel we've made progress towards and clever companies capitalize on this by endowing us, endowing, endowing us with some free progress right off the bat. Video games do this all the time, too. It's not uncommon for Fortnite players to accidentally start progress towards challenges they didn't even know existed. Open a treasure chest you stumble upon, for example. You might be notified that you have now searched one of four treasure chests and that finding the other three will net you significant battle pass progress. Well, you're 25% of the way there, right? Might as well keep playing until you're done. 
So I, I think it's, this definitely applies and sort of like a continuation of what we had before. But going back to the loyalty card thing, uh, there were studies that actually were done where if they gave out these loyalty cards, and let's say it said, you know, like make four hamburger purchases, you know, get the fifth burger free. Right. If they tagged the first one as a starter, and so you only had three more to go, people were more apt to continue them than one that needed to be started. That was totally blank. Wow. And it's just human psychology because, you know, let's say you want to start people off and say, hey, I need people to, you know, make four purchases. So all you do is you put five slots in there and you give them the <laughs> yeah. first one free, right? You're not and really th- giving them anything. Yeah, exactly. We think we are. But it's a psychological trick, right? And, you know, especially if people are looking to score free lunch or something like that, hey, they are, uh, you know, apt to, you know, come back and, and get that freebie. Like Hawk, it says it's called weak-mindedness. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And, good. and then, okay, so this is the huge one. So next one, this is the huge one, I think, in Fortnite. This is what gets most people. And it's artificial scarcity it says we tend to desire things more when we feel they're dwindling or unavailable right and technically in a digital world do they need to make more cuddle team leader (laughs) skins no they have an unlimited supply (laughs) it's right it's not like they need to churn out some more at the factory but anyway this is a maximum of social and consumer psychology that shows up in studies on scarcity and related topics like psychological reactance, where we want something if we think it's going to be taken away from us. It's the power behind things like going out of business sales and the old realtor trick of telling potential home buyers that they have another family also thinking about making an offer on this property. What's more, companies often manufacture scarcity by artificially constricting supplies or putting end dates on offers. Fortnite does this through its seasons system. These limited time seasons provide clean breaks where the developers can start and end special community events or themes, but by by tying battle pass to seasons, it also creates scarcity. Epic lets you retroactively claim any rewards if you buy the pass late in the season based on everything you've done since the season started. But rewards can only be claimed or bought while the battle pass is active, and they end when the season ends to be replaced by, of course, a new battle pass. So, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, definitely people jump to. I mean... I find myself rushing towards the end of the season to try to complete it, right? Yep. And, you know, it's artificial scarcity because they're just saying, hey, all this stuff, you know, this Ragnarok or this, um, oh man, I don't remember. That one guy that you get at the end of season nine, it's like, if you don't get him yeah, by the end of the season, he's gone. And you know, some of the stuff does come back in the store 
available for purchase. But a lot of these things, you know, they're they're one and done for now. So these are only a few examples of the psychology at play with Fortnite's Battle Pass. And maybe it doesn't matter to you and you find enough value in the game and the pass that you find with spending the money. In fact, I hope that's the case since it's then a win for everyone. Uh, but I you, could go on. realize Fortnite does that every single day with mm-hmm. the item shop? Oh, yeah. Because I've noticed that they don't actually have a store to go in and buy stuff. There's, what, eight items available every day, and that's it, and they're available for 24 hours, and then they're gone. Right. So every day it's something new, and you can't go and look at, like, which seems weird because, like, for myself, like, there's a couple that I've seen. It's like, oh, I would go and buy those if they had a storefront where you could go and buy all this stuff that's been out there. You know, mm-hmm. but I guess this is it is like people see it and they're like, it'll be gone in 24 hours. I have to buy it. Oh, yeah. So, and it's like, and you don't know when it's going to be back. I, right. You know, I, I've seen, like, I really don't care too much. I haven't bought very much at all within the store in, uh, in Battle Royale. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely do see the appeal of it. There's actually websites that track the store and they'll actually tell you, like if you go to the site, you'll see what's in the store currently and then previously when it was in the store. So you can see, it's like, hey, this particular glider, it last time I was in the store was in January, on January you know, 23rd or something. So, you know, you can see if something... You know, it's been out recently. Maybe it'll come back again. Who knows? So I just thought that was interesting. I, I love these psychology articles because it's, it's fascinating to me. And I don't know, that's, that's enough of that. Yeah, we've been, uh, been going on for about an hour and a half with the show so far. I'm going to skip this last thing. Okay. And then uh, let's get on with the community. Do you, you want to say anything else about the store or? No the psychology no, thing. I'm, okay, I'm ready to call it a night myself. Okay, yeah, you've got to be. Oh. Yeah, it's after midnight here. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the community. A couple quick things. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do that. At thisxboxlife.com. Uh, click on the send voicemail widget on the right hand side of the screen, and uh, leave us up to a 90 second voice message, or you can also send us a MP or an MP3 recording to contact that thisxboxlife.com. Also, we have an account on Twitter uh, where we're sort of active. And then we have a Facebook group at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Facebook group. It's called This Xbox Life. Uh, It's a closed group, so you have to ask for membership. And that's super easy to get as long as you answer two simple questions. Answer the questions, please. Don't leave them blank. (laughs) We get weekly, tons of people leave them blank. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, answer them and you'll get in. And it's a closed group also, meaning that messages posted uh, within there stay within the group. Uh, And on to this week's retail releases.
So new releases for the week of July 24th through the 26th. So it's a very short week, only three days. We have, oh man, we're going to start off with a funky name here. So this is Pawarumi, Pawarumi, something like that. Anyway, this releases on July 24th. It's Xbox One X enhanced, and it looks like it's in the desert or something. It's got sparkling things. So shoot them up. We also have Hoggy 2. I'm not sure which, um, I'm not sure if this game came out in like Atari Jaguar or maybe Sega CD or something. It looks very dated. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then we have Furwind. Yeah. These are, these are like all indie titles. Uh, then also on the 25th, Mighty Switch Force Collection. And then on the 26th, we have Tatsumo Party. Uh, not sure what to make of this one either. <laughs> Japanese uh, TV shows inspired it, supposedly. And it's got sumo warriors, and they're like, they look origami-ish to me. That's the best way to put it. And then, lastly, the star of the week, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Yeah. Xbox One X Enhanced. So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm even going to read the flavor text of this post here. B.J. Blaskowitz has disappeared after a mission into Nazi-occupied Paris. Now, after years of training from their battle-hardened father, B.J.'s twin daughters, Jess and Soph Blaskowitz, are forced into action, team up with a friend, or play lone in the most open-ended Wolfenstein experience to date. I love my Wolfenstein. I don't quite know what to make of this one yet. Because it's got like the whole two-player aspect. I like the, It's an interesting twist. We'll have to see how it goes after this bad yeah. boy comes out on what? The Friday. I, I know you said you bought the deluxe edition. Which yeah. Mm -hmm. So I could have played this game with you without paying for the game sure but i wouldn't have gotten any of the achievements so i did look that up mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting you can the buddy pass you can allow it said you can share this with like multiple people sure so it's not just one person that no sharing the game with and if that's the only one but those people can't play without you unless they're playing with you and then they right. can play where you're at right so I'm just like, I'll just buy it so that, you know, you and I don't, that way we both get our achievements, but I know you and I are going to, we are going to plan to play it together, right? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I will play this entire campaign with you and not advance her. Okay. Just do it. If it takes us six months to get through it, then it takes mm -hmm. us six months. <laughs> so. That, these, these usually aren't super long. No, but you and I having the time to hook up. But I will have a lot more time available now. No, it's, there's, wait. So, well, actually, next couple of weeks are going to be kind of funky. All right, so this thing comes out on Friday. I got Gen Con the following week, end. So that's going to take me out of commission for like five days. And then we've got season one of Fortnite, uh, season 10 of Fortnite <laughs> starting right after we'll that. 
we'll but, get to it. But you know what? I, I usually slack in the beginning of the seasons. Because I'm doing like Save the World. I'm trying to get my heroes and save the world and stuff. Yeah. And then you're always thinking, ah, oh, there's, there's another 10 weeks. There's another nine weeks, eight <laughs> weeks or whatever. Then you got to start. That's tomorrow, I better get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got to start like cramming. Then all oh, the anxiety sets in. It's like, how am I going to get all these? Oh. And uh, I, I like Hawkeye saying, it'll be on sale in a few weeks and $20 in a few months. No, no, no. Wrong. It'll, no. Yeah, it's it's 30 bucks brand new. The deluxe version is 40 but it's not going to be 20 bucks in a few months. It's going to be like two and a half dollars. Come on, who are you kidding? <laughs> or it'll be part of the, you know, Wolfenstein. Pass. It'll be Game Pass. No, no. <laughs> it won't be Game Pass. It'll be part of the Wolfenstein Complete Collection set number 45 for like $8 for all the games. That's funny. And Go Fast, Go Hard says, love, love, love Wolfenstein. Looking forward to it. I love this franchise. You know, I, I, I've said this many times. I love the humor in Wolfenstein. I love uh, the little like one-liners that Blaskowitz says. And uh, I've always been sort of enamored with those whole like alternate you know, Nazis take over the the world. They're on the moon storylines. I just, I just think they're interesting. Yeah. I get a kick out of them. You know, it's like Man in a High Castle, right? Yep. It's, it's, it's just like that kind of stuff. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny. I like that and Dishonored. And uh, I was sad that there is no Dishonored game coming out this year. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I never finished the last one. <laughs> That's so. Why. So yeah yeah it's you know it's like i don't necessarily need a new one when i haven't finished the last one i need to sit down to finish it but anyway yeah wolfenstein youngblood um i know a bunch of people are gonna get this thing and uh we're gonna be playing it i'm sure this uh coming weekend and uh maybe later i had a window open here where is it I must have closed it Round this thing out and going. What's that? I need to get going. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. I got sidetracked. I've been drinking too much of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my Xbox app is all like frozen. Anyway, uh, games with gold. Uh, we have for some more time here uh, for July, we have Inside. It's a pretty good game for like the first two thirds. And then we also have, let's see here, there was one other one, I guess. Did we mess this up? I don't think I changed it. What was the other game? I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. Let me look it up. Yeah, this quick. one you've got. Yeah, Big Crown Showdown, Inside, and Meet the Robinsons. Those are the three that are out right now. Meet the Robinsons is the backwards compatibility. Uh, Crown Showdown. Yeah, I think I messed up the the date on those. So that would be 15th through, what, August, whatever. Anyway. And then, um, oh, yeah, so I've got it for the, 
the back compat we have meet the robinsons july 16th through the 31st all right so that's that and then um closing out a couple quick announcements if you make any purchase on amazon's great way to support the show's user our affiliate link every time you make your purchases on amazon hopefully you used it on prime day which was what a week ago or two or something like that uh anytime you make your purchases on there use our affiliate link doesn't cost you anything extra we get a tiny little finders fee and uh it's greatly appreciated helps us defray some of the server costs that we have for running the show also, if you're an iTunes uh, user, find the show within the iTunes store. Give us a five-star rating and a review, if you could. That helps boost us up in the rankings. Uh, follow us on Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. Also, once again, if you're a Twitch Prime user, consider sending your free monthly subscription our way. And that resets every month, so uh, do it every month, if you could. And uh, thanks to Learned Your Lesson for the music. So that's about it for episode 312. Is that it? No? 595? 536. Yeah, 536. That's right. I was testing you. For episode 536, my name is Rob, also known as Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you all next week. I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman 709, taking off.